Hey, what's up, guys? It's Becca Hayes, and I am so proud to say that Enaviv Water is a sponsor of this episode of The Becca Hayes Show. Utah alone was ranked number three as most toxic state in the country. Toxins and chemicals are known to cause diseases, chronic fatigue, cancer, Alzheimer's. The list goes on. Please do me a favor and just have them come out and test your water. They do it for free. And if you're worried that they're going to try to pressure you into buying a chemical remover or whatever, don't worry about that. They actually have two sides. They have the water research side and they also have the consulting firm side. They strictly just come out and test your water for free. No obligations. You don't have to buy anything. It's time that you take matters into your own hands and protect you and your family. Check out my friends at enaviv.com. That's E-N-E-V-I-V-E.com or call 801-993-0080. If you mention my name, Becca Hayes, they will give you half off a chemical remover. Chemical free is the way to be. You're crying already. I'm like, Brandon, we haven't even started. Let's go. <laughs> I was like, damn, I'm glad I got those tissues down here. Um, welcome back to the Becca Hayes Show. I'm your guest, or your guest, your host, Becca Hayes. I'm in the wrong seat. Switch seats right, <laughs> right? now. Let's go. <laughs> yeah, apparently Brandon's taking over. Uh, and I have a very special guest with me today, Brandon West. Thank you. Welcome. Thanks for being here. Welcome me. Yeah, you're welcome. Look at what are we, what's going on right now. Let's We're like seats. switching here. Let's do it. Um, it's we're this is actually our first time ever meeting ever meeting which yeah. is kind of insane but kind of cool at once because yeah. like that's I feel like that's how my life works is just I always meet random cool people and like sometimes we'll talk and then never meet and then just all of a sudden we meet and it's just cool so yeah. no I'll, I'll say something about that with uh the first time we met I had a friend of mine who I feel like she was a neighbor and a friend and was it Kelly yeah okay Mary. Kelly I love Kelly and, yeah she's so sweet and so kind and um her and I've had We've actually never even gone out or hung out or done anything. We're neighbors. But every time we've spoken, it's mm-hmm. been uh, very authentic, very real. Yeah. And you were going through a certain situation in your life, and which I know your fans know about that. Yeah, we talked about it. This is the, you're referring to the Legacy Center when they basically kicked my boys and I out. Right. For yeah. not, for bringing an extra son. <laughs> a young so little weird. boy. <laughs> like, yeah. So sweet. Ugh. And uh, yeah, and it's interesting because Kelly reached out to me and she's like, hey, you're the guy like you have to help her and uh and she gave me a little bit of information i go mm-hmm. stop just give me your phone number let me call her mm-hmm. and i just remember the first conversation we had it was just it really was authentic it was real and i felt like both of us got a little emotional and we talked about really deep things like right mm-hmm. off the bat mm-hmm. and it made me like have this love and appreciation for you and connection to you um because i could feel your energy and also your passion and it just made me inspired to like want to stay connected to certain people like that. And mm-hmm. I, I really like, <laughs> appreciate, Stop it, Brandon. appreciate you a like lot. Two minutes into the podcast, you get me crying. Uh-oh. Oh my gosh. Thank you for that so much. Um, gosh. Thank you. <laughs> uh, but you know what though, Becca, I think that's, <laughs> that's a part of it too, which is, uh, when we talk about being inspired or being authentic, um, connecting with people. I think all of us have bricks and layers, right? Mm-hmm. 
And uh, the more we get to know ourselves, I look at us taking these bricks down. Yeah. And the people you can connect with the most are the ones that have less bricks because they know themselves really good. Mm -hmm. Because sometimes those bricks represent like anger, Mm -hmm. frustration, Mm -hmm. jealousy, rage, like times I've been offended and all the stuff that we all have. And by listening like your show, like I, I set up last night, I sent money to your podcasting. Thank you, I, by the way. I, I want to tell you, you're the only one that's ever donated to, <laughs> to the Becca A show. Like, I mean, I have sponsors, but not. it's never been that way. So when I first got your donation, like, you know, via Venmo, I was like, kind of like, what is this for? I forgot. Yeah. I forgot that was even set up because no one's ever, like, supported the Becca Hayes show in that way. Yeah. And so well, it was really cool. Thank you so much. Yeah. And Appreciate I, and I it. sat there and I thought about... um I was listening to your podcast and I sat there and thought about you and all of the challenges you went through and have gone through mm-hmm. and also all the blessings that you've handed out along the way. And it, I mean, I was late and I was like emotional and like <laughs> just feeling good. Right. <laughs> but, um, but I sat there and thought about like all the people that you've impacted from my heart and then transitioning that where you like, I have this energy, I have this, this following, the strength and this power. Mm-hmm. And I just thought about like this woman is down in her basement trying to connect with people the best Mm -hmm. way she knows how doing the thing that she loves and trying to make money doing it. Mm -hmm. And if anything, just surviving doing it. Yeah. And, uh, and I thought, you know what, I'm going to make a small donation to start (laughs) and just, uh, see what I can do to help out. And and part of it is, um, I believe in you. I really do. That means so much to me. Yeah. It really does. It's just I think believing in people, believing in ourselves. And I've had a lot of people help me out along the way. And I think all of us and your listeners included, which is why they're so connected to you is I think all of us want to feel inspired mm-hmm. um, and help others because we feel like, you know, we've been there before as well. Yeah. And uh, you know, it's funny. I was telling you right before I had called my daughter right before I have a, so I have three kids, <laughs> I have a nine year old son and uh, who is off serving an LDS mission. He's in, uh, he's heading out to Barcelona, Spain, but right now he's in Tucson, Arizona until they oh, open it up. Spain, I beautiful. Know. Tucson, not so beautiful. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Hot. Yes. Uh, yeah, he's right on the border speaking Spanish and Nogales. And, but such a sweet kid, and he's always been very sensitive and soft and kind, but he's 6'7", 250, basketball player stud, right? Yeah. So, um, you know, watching him have his leadership skills where he's like, you know, in school he's... This is the no swearing table. If you guys are going to sit here, no swearing. I'm like, what? Like, it's definitely not the table I sat at. But Wow. <laughs> wow. But, that, but that's his thing. Yeah. And, and he loves it and embraces it. And he's just strong in what he does. I called my daughter, who's 17, little Bingham Minaret cheerleader girl or, dan- or drill she's, team girl. She's darling, by the way. I've seen pictures. Thank you. <laughs> darling. Um, and I called her and she's a little sad. She is opposite. She's a little sassy for us. And uh, I was like, Hallie, I'm about to go on the Becca Hayes show. Like, <laughs> The famous Becca Hayes. Hey, <laughs> <laughs> and uh, and I go, hey, give me give me some uh, give me some advice. Like, what, what do you like about your dad? And she goes, I love that you're always trying to help others, and you uh, you inspire everybody. And I'm like, what else? And she goes, shut up. <laughs> like, don't push it, Dad. Right? I, I give you one compliment for the day. You're done. Right? Um, you're like me. I'm always fishing for more. I'm like, yeah. keep going. Come on. And and and. and, and. <laughs> keep going <laughs> um but then uh and i have a little 14 year old son and he is i mean loves basketball and just doing his thing but um he's also just soft-spoken kind good kid and it's interesting because i'm a lot more boisterous and 
adventurous and fun and mm-hmm. loving kind of out there. Um, but I think we go through transitions in our lives too. Times where we're soft like that, times where we're a little bit more aggressive and yeah. frustrated. And, mm-hmm. and I think just as we manage our emotions in life and manage our emotions day to day with our kids, um, with the people we work with, with our neighbors and friends and family, and especially, and I'm going to venture off to this family thing for a second. Mm-hmm. Um, when I ask you, like, who your listeners are, yeah, you mentioned some things about them. And, uh, and I think about, I'll say family. I have a big family from different marriages and all the divorces and all this stuff. How and, many uh, times have you been divorced? I've only, just once. Just once, Married okay. for 17 years, divorced. Okay. Last five and okay. 46, single and uh, loving it. Love my life. Yeah. And uh, I love it because I've learned to be happy outside of any relationships. I've learned to be, be me, like the authentic real me. And I've done that through counseling. I've done it through help. I've done it through reading. Um, and also like you had this morning of your meditation time, mm-hmm. taking that time alone. Yeah, so important. To connect with yourself, be comfortable with yourself, um, and love yourself, mm-hmm. like really from the core. And what that means is we choose not to get offended. Mm-hmm. Choose not to hate. Yeah. Not to hurt. Um, I think God's way of having a sense of humor has been uh, by giving us family members sometimes. <laughs> Boy, if that, that are, ain't the truth. That are so opposite of us in every way. Yeah. And, mm-hmm. and uh, I love my brothers. I doubt they'll be listening because they're my brothers. <laughs> 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 I mean, that was no offense to anyone. But um, but uh, if they weren't my brothers, I, I probably wouldn't be friends with them. And uh, they're just opposite me in so many ways. But because they're my brothers, I love them. Mm-hmm. And uh, And I've learned to overcome a lot of stuff because of family. And because of my childhood, because of things that have gone on and good things and bad. And I think that that, I think all of us can relate to that in some way. Because when you get in a fight with a family member, well, you're waking up the next day and they're still there. Yeah. <laughs> and the next day, and the yeah. next day, and the next day, you can't divorce fr- your family. Mm-hmm. And, I mean, uh, you can choose not to obviously talk to them and stuff like that, but it. But that doesn't go very long. It doesn't. It right. always eventually comes back to full circle. Yeah. And, th- and that's the thing is like, um, and that's why I think. That's why we're stuck in family sometimes, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, when you get older, every path takes its little, little uh, adventures in life. But um, yeah. but I do think it's the way of, I think, God kind of inspiring us to say sorry, mm-hmm. to communicate a little better, ways to overcome grudges and all these things. And, um, you know, I thought about this today, Becca, is like how many people you've inspired, going back to the original thing I started talking about, is uh, going back to things that, how many people you actually inspired over your time at iHeart and then what you're doing right now and sitting here and doing this stuff. And then if you pick that number, like you can think in your head what it is, but I'd probably times it times 10 cause you'd probably be conservative. <laughs> but <Well. laughs> I, I would venture to say tens of thousands, right? I'd hope. Yeah, yeah, for sure. And just take them taking a couple moments of things that you've taught them, like moments of like, just one little message, one little moment, and say they turned around and just did it to 10 people. Mm-hmm. Well, now you're getting closer to 10 more people, and you're getting closer to these millions and millions of people, Becca, that you have reached out and have inspired, and that has just spread. And 
It might have been just for a moment, but it might have been forever. People that are struggling, people that have thought about suicide, that have thought about just fading away, mm-hmm. and maybe not permanently, but maybe even temporarily. But also the moments, too, where you have such a huge voice here and such a huge opportunity to get those people to put that extra glass down. Yeah. That extra beer, that extra this, that extra this. And connect with themselves. And uh, and I want to ask you, I mean, I, we are going to switch seats for a second. Here. <laughs> okay. But I, I really want to ask you, is mm-hmm. um, talking about being intuitive, and I want to ask you, like, Get rid of the noise, the fans, the people, everything, just you and I. Mm-hmm. Why are you doing this? Like, why are you sitting here in your basement doing this every single, every day, all the time, busting your butt as a single mom? Like, why? <laughs> Call Brandon. Can you hand me the tissues, please? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Shit. Um, well, I mean, there's multiple reasons, but I mean, obviously one is, you know, I'm a survivor. Like, I... I have to, like, I have no, I mean, I have a choice. We all have choices. Right. But you know, my, I have my two little boys that keep me going. Like many of times they've, they've kept me going through life and just to continue to, you know, put myself out there and, and it's so vulnerable to put yourself out there. Like, I mean, that's taking a lot of walls down and just, just by doing that, that resonates with people. It almost kind of is a shock factor. Like how do, how could she talk about things like this or how could she even do this? And so my boys are a big key part in that, but I know the answer, but I don't. People that have listened to me from the very beginning, they can hear and see the transition of my show. Like, obviously I'm still funny. I still talk about the things that people don't are uncomfortable to talk about or don't like to talk about, or I just find comedy in a lot of things and I bring light to that. But just the spiritual journey that I've recently, and I, and I say I've been shoved down because <laughs> yeah. it kind of started when I got let go from my heart yeah. and it started prior to that. I, I started manifesting that I didn't want, you know, to work there anymore because the environment to me was very toxic. Yeah. And that was my, my big boost yeah. into the spiritual journey that I'm in currently. Right. And I feel like that I'm here to basically take the blindfolds off of people and to inspire and show them that you don't have to be so in your head. And once you get out of your head is that that's when the real healing starts Yeah, and that's when the real love starts and for you to accept that love as well. I love that. And so that I, I feel like I'm here to serve. I'm here to serve. No, absolutely. And it's, it's interesting is when you talk about that, it's like, it goes back to the beginning It's taking those bricks down the more you get to know yourself and like, and for you, you know, you sit there, I heart, and you have this moment. And all of a sudden, you're like, "I, I, I got to give more." Mm-hmm. Like I'm being guarded, I'm being held back. Yeah. But through my voice, mm-hmm. I'm sitting here with this audience, this microphone, in this moment, mm-hmm. and I can't say what I really want to say. No. I can't act the way I really want to act. Mm-hmm. And uh, you know, it's interesting. So, I was with this company. Here you go. <laughs> Thanks. Pass it. Pass, pass, pass it the back tissues. Door. Gosh. 
I don't want the used one, so you can keep no, that. No, <laughs> okay. Did I have a used one in there? Yeah. I might have. I'm sorry. Um, <laughs> it is my style. Um, it's interesting. So I career path. I moved out to uh, actually this. I just feel inspired talking about intuitive moments. I want to share something with you. Um, I grew up in a sweet little town, like like a Park City, Utah, but it's out in Lake Geneva, Wisconsin. Oh, and, okay. uh, cheese. Every, There's yes. the cheese Cheese, and, cheese right? and the Packers. Okay. Go, go Milwaukee Bucks. <laughs> nice. <laughs> and, uh, you know, it's a um, small little town, like literally 7,500 people. But in the summertime, like half a million. So everybody from Chicago comes up to Lake Geneva to come party. This is a big beach, big lake, and uh, 26 miles around. And there's like Wrigley families out there, like the like Oprah and Michael Jordan and Guns N' Roses take me down to the Paradise City. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You know, that's considered Paradise City. Where Hugh Hefner had the Playboy Club back in the day, and it's yeah. like this big party town. So, you know, people like there, you walk around, and if you're an athlete and stuff, like you feel like a celebrity. So here I was like breaking track records, basketball, football, track, doing all this cool stuff. And I felt really cool dating the prom queen and like the man, right? Mm-hmm. But in this small little town, it's easy to feel like that. And so I moved out. I went to college. I'm playing college football, thinking I'm so cool. And one night, partying up with friends, and I, we were in our dorm rooms, and I went into the bathroom. And I remember washing my hands, and I looked right in the mirror. That was pretty tipsy, and I was like, what are you doing? Like, what are you doing? I had this moment of like, what have I become? I'm just caught up in Brandon effing West. Mm-hmm. I thought it was so cool. And my dad, mom originally from Utah. And my parents divorced when I was younger. And my dad moved to Utah. And the next day I woke up, felt inspired. This girl I was dating walked down. And she was in the dorm rooms there and came down like, hey, what's up? And I go, I, I need to move to Utah. Wow. She goes, why? And I go, just a feeling. It's just this feeling I have. And I have to follow through with it. Now, I know for myself, if I don't hurry and do it and act on it, thoughts will just come and go. Yeah, I'm the same way. So I'm a doer. I do not think. Like, I think for moments, and I'm like, yes or no, and make the decision go. It's that mm-hmm. that lady, the five, four, three, two, one, just yeah. make your decision stuff, yeah. right? And... uh and so I told her, I go, I'm going to move to Utah. And she's like, well, there's a bunch of Mormons in Utah and all stuff. I'm like, well, hello. I'll get you. <laughs> don't, don't let them get you. And uh, I was like, don't you worry. And uh, it was funny because I actually thought, um, and I told you we wouldn't talk about this, but I, at the time I thought like Mormons are like, kind of Amish people. Yeah. Because I mean, I, I, grew see up, that. I, yeah. I, I grew up LDS, but I didn't like, we didn't practice very much. I was kind of the sim- in similar situation. Yeah. Yeah. So, um. So it's kind of cool, but um, she goes, you're not moving to Utah. And I grabbed this quarter, and I remember I was like, heads or tails? I go, tails I, I go, heads I go, tails I stay. And I went, tails, I'm gone. And she goes, two out of three. I was like, fine. <laughs> tails. And she goes, you can't put your life in a quarter. And I go, I won't. I'll put it in God. Oh. And I know you're not supposed to look for like signs and stuff, but mm-hmm. I took this, and I was like, I remember I was like, if you want me out of here. Make it tails. And I know it's so stupid. Like, you can't do that. But for me, it was real because I wasn't really a praying man. Yeah. But I always felt really, um, 
like an empath. Mm-hmm. Just inspired in moments of this intuitive mm-hmm. moment. Mm-hmm. And I was like, Phew. and if it was a movie, Becca, I swear that thing would have went slow motion, like, boom, boom. <laughs> I can <laughs> see it now. <laughs> it lands. Yeah. And I remember setting the up. the music. Yes. <laughs> it's the big Angels have said. Yes. <laughs> exactly. And I said that, and I, I caught it, landed, and I put it on the table. And I looked right at her, right in her eyes. And I remember giving her a kiss, and I was like, I got to go. Wow. And I, didn't, I still didn't look and at how her. how old were you, 18? I was 20. 20, okay. And, uh, and I give her a kiss, and I, and I go, I'm doing what this thing says. And I went like this, and I didn't look at it. I looked right, at her, right in the eyes. I turned around, walked over to the landline with a big, long cord, you know, back then. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I go, Dad, school's done May 19th. I'm going to move out there May 20th. I just hear the door slam, boom. So I knew it was tails. Called my mom, called my friends, everyone I knew, told them all I'm moving. Wow. And uh, I moved out here May, May 20th, 1995. And uh, the first thing I did, and this is the reason why I'm sharing this, and for those listening right now, um, I wanna encourage you all to do this. This is pre-Tony Robbins days, pre all this stuff, right? I sat down in my dad's basement in Pleasant Grove, Utah. And for the first time in my life, I was alone. I wasn't, didn't have my little fan club, my little Brandon So Cool stuff. No girlfriends. No friends. I was alone. I had nobody. And it was the best thing that could have happened to me. And I would say that was the first time I actually started praying. And it wasn't about religion. It wasn't about anything. It was like, I only have you and nobody else. I only have you. And, uh, and I felt this urge to repent of my negative thoughts about myself. And so I pulled out a piece of paper and my pen and I was like, I hate that I'm so emotional. And these are thoughts that I thought were negative. Yeah. I hate that I get nervous when the teacher calls on me to read in school. I hate that I wait till last minute for everything. I hate it when my brother teases me. All these little things that I hated about myself or situations or thoughts I had. And I remember and it took me a long time and I remember just bawling a, ever, like for so long about this thing. And I was like, I can't believe all these negative thoughts. I was like, oh my gosh, I hate that little war. I'm a knee. Yes, I hate that. <laughs> <laughs> like saying all these crazy things, right? Uh-huh. And, uh, and then I was like, this sucks, right? And I ripped out those pages like... And I grabbed a new page, and I was like, I love how emotional I am. I can't wait for opportunities for people to hear my voice. I love that my brother teases me because it means that he loves me. Yeah. And that little word on my knee makes me laugh. (laughs) (laughs) 
I used like, to have a ward. I, I, I'm not with you on that one. I hated my wards. <laughs> I'm, they're well, so gone did, now. So did I. That's my friend. That, mother I brought. <laughs> so I took these pages out in my dad's backyard mm-hmm. and, uh, and it burned them. I remember just burning them down and I was crying. It's like I was trying to repent of my negative thoughts about myself. And, uh, and I sat back out like, whew. I remember sitting in my dad's, this, this, I mean, this little tiny house, the house he grew up in. So it's a small little thing. And I remember just sitting there looking in the mirror and I was like, staring at myself and I'm like, I love how emotional I am. And while I'm saying it in my head, I'm like, don't you don't, you're so da 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 da. I'm just mm-hmm. being my... And I was like, no, seriously, like, look at me. Like, it's okay to be emotional. It's okay to connect with people. It's okay to be authentic. It's okay to be real. It's okay to stand up for yourself. I love me. I like looked at me. I was like, I love you. And then I went to the next one. I was like, I can't wait for people to hear my voice. I cannot wait to connect. I hope the teacher calls me to read because it gives a chance for me to hear my own voice. And I believe in myself. Because others believed in me. I just didn't. Mm-hmm. I mean, it was fake. I was getting validation from across the room as opposed from upstairs. Yeah. Like I survived on that for a very long time. Yeah. I just recently actually, I'm in the transition of that. Yeah. <laughs> um, so I get you. There's a little extra there. Oh, thank for you. Both. Thank <laughs> Freshy. <laughs> We're talking tissue. I'm going to go grab another box. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Um, but. Yeah, I went through that every single day, Becca, for for two months. And I would say that was the greatest growth I've ever had in my life. Being alone. And not that, you, I mean, obviously your listeners know they don't have to be alone and do this thing. Mm-hmm. But, but I think the idea of like repenting of your thoughts. Because even, think about this, stuff that we do on a day-to-day basis. Like times where we may be like, oh gosh, I totally forget that. I'm so stupid. I say that all the time. It, we don't even realize it, but we're saying that. We're doing right. affirmations, negative affirmations. Right. We don't even realize it. But take uh, take your kids. Say your kids forgot something. Would you say to them, hey, why'd you forget that? You're so stupid. No. So don't say it to yourself. Yeah. Right? Mm-hmm. All these things we say to ourselves, we would never say to another person. Like my son plays basketball. And I watch him. I watch this, one of his teammates shoot the shot and misses it. God dang it. He gets so mad. And I go, after the game, I go, hey, I saw you getting frustrated. Would you ever say that to your, one of your teammates? And he goes, no. I go, then don't say it to yourself. The shit we talk about in our minds. We're so hard on ourselves. So hard on ourselves. Yeah. It's not good. And so it goes back to the bricks. Learn to love ourselves, right? A little burpee. <laughs> <laughs> well, I've been, I've got my kombucha, so it's coming up. It's good. <laughs> Sorry. Oh, everything's coming out right now. Here, let's mm. just get it all out, everybody. <laughs> Shit has been a week for me. <laughs> yes. <laughs> um, but I'll tell you something else, Rebecca. Um, where I'm at today, where I was even yesterday, talking about being intuitive and being connected to everything, energy and strength and everything, like... I was kind of stressing out yesterday, getting trying to get out the door, trying to get over here. And uh, literally pull up to my house, and I can't even get it. Like, for some reason, my garage door. So I have to run back, go get my daughter Hallie's keys. And mm-hmm. now I'm like, crap, it's getting too close. I'm not going to get ready in time. Mm-hmm. And all of a sudden, you send me this text and go, hey, we got to cancel. And I was mm-hmm. like, seriously? <laughs> I was so excited, though. I was like, <laughs> Sorry. this woman is in. Insp- no, I literally was like, she is so connected and so in tune. 
Like it was so good. It was actually like, I mean, I, I was like, I, I cannot wait to meet this woman. Like there's something about you, Becca, that um, even before we met today, I was like, you are definitely connected and not just from a spiritual sense, but like to people, to energy, to strength, to power. And uh, more than anything, I just want to tell you, like, I'm so grateful to be here with you. Like, I'm so honored to meet you and, uh, and spend this time with you. Thanks, Brandon. <laughs> and we're recording this one, of course. Yes. The one I'm like bawling on. Um, gosh, that means so much to me. Yeah. Um, you know, I, I, I feel like you and I, you and I are very similar. Like, I just love helping people, and I love to, to just serve people. Like, it brings me happiness. Yeah. But when you when you are that type of person, you do get lost in it, and you forget about yourself. Yeah. And so it's for me is trying to find that balance of giving myself enough, what I need my self love and to still give to others. And that's what I'm, I've been working on probably my whole life. Like just especially the last year or so. Well, and it's interesting, even like today in this talk show, like I remember going to, um, going to a counselor and we got into some pretty deep stuff, right? Like just, Things of like things I've struggled with, which I don't mind sharing, is like abandonment. The feeling, the feeling of feeling abandoned. Um, it comes from divorce. Comes from my parents fighting as a young kid, um, and uh, I've learned to like embrace that. But also, I remember we get done with this hour-long session, and I was like, you know, like this show, I'm like crying, like what? <laughs> <laughs> and uh, and I remember her saying, "Don't make any decisions over the next seventy-two hours." I'm like, what? And she's like, don't make any decisions. Like we just remapped our, mm-hmm. like your brain. Mm-hmm. A lot of energy, a lot of stuff coming out. It's kind of like when you do mushrooms. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> don't make any decisions for three days. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't Sorry. know you were going to three-day <laughs> mushrooms. <laughs> just kidding. Kind of. Go on. <laughs> kind of. Not. <laughs> um, yeah, but it, it's crazy because like she said that and I was like, and I didn't understand. But all of a sudden I found myself just drained. And which is why when you're also trying to make things light and funny, mm-hmm. I do the same. Mm-hmm. Everyone knows me as, ah, Brandon's crazy. He's so funny. Yeah. But it's because I'm like, when I get here in this emotional part, you can't stay there very long. Mm-hmm. You got to like, because it is deeper than most. Mm-hmm. So you got to pull out once in a while. Yeah. And uh, the old pull out and pray method. <laughs> <laughs> got it. Um, no pun intended. <laughs> nope. <laughs> um, but no, it's uh, it's time to like, pull back a little bit and mm-hmm. just make light and tease and joke and have this fun because you know, you're going to get deep sooner or later, like emotionally and connection wise. And, um, but you need the strength and energy to do that. So we get our strength and energy through like having fun and being loud and like yeah. obnoxious and it all these things. Us. Yeah. yeah. Cause it, yeah. Feeds us energy and we're like, okay. And jump. Mm-hmm. Um, well, I think what I've recent, I mean, I, I just got into meditating like, probably like eight months ago is yeah. when I really like actually committed to it. And I still am not like the best at doing it every yeah. morning, but I try to just make that a point where I have to do it yeah. where it's almost like it's a job. Like it's, yeah. it, I mean, it, it is, and it's not, it's just, I have to do yeah. that for my well being and for, yeah. to receive inspiration yeah. and, and to replenish my spirituality because, you know, we, like you and I, like we get, get that high from laughing, making people laugh yeah. and, being the fun, the fun guy and, and saying funny things, but then we're not feeding that the spirituality part. And so like, it's, it's so interesting to try and 
I don't feel like you'll ever be balanced. I kind of hate yeah, that word, no, but I kind of, I agree. I kind of <laughs> love it. It's it's a love hate, but I feel like always striving to be yeah. balanced is the key. Just yeah. striving yes. and to accept whatever life throws at you. Yeah. I mean, it's just a big roller coaster, yeah. and I think when we finally accept it to where, hey, this is just part of living, yeah. and I'm just gonna, I'm gonna embrace it, yeah. and I'm gonna learn something from it, yeah. and I'm gonna most likely probably help other people and inspire other people. Yeah. And I, I like the word striving. Um, you know, it's interesting. Um, if we're striving, we're not being def- like offended. We're not being defensive. Mm-hmm. We're not attacking because we're mm-hmm. just striving Yeah, because there is no perfection, right? Obviously mm-hmm. it's, there's no such thing. Mm-hmm. And so we just, yeah, strive to do the best we can. Um, I, I felt, I'll tell you another intuitive, special inspiring moment. I do this thing. Um, so I've been in martial arts my whole life. My dad taught it to me and uh, since I was five years old, and he's a 10th degree or 9th degree, like, grandmaster, right? Nice. So I've taught teachers, and uh, I've taught a lot of women, rape prevention courses, self-defense courses. And, you know, it's interesting. First, I'll share one part of it, and I want to talk about this um, women, self, like, self-defense or rape prevention course um, that I've taught, and I'll tell you why we're doing it. But something we would do before we walk into the the gym mm-hmm. is I put on this uniform and it's kind of weird because I kind of forget that like I'm kind of a badass and stuff like that you know like <laughs> I, I put this thing on and all of a sudden I'm like whoa and right? I just got this uniform like I, I kind of forget because I'm not like a, Isn't an it aggress- crazy? <laughs> yeah it's crazy what a uniform does to you it is it really, and, it's and cool. I'm like I'm not an aggressive guy yeah. I don't like go around, around walk around like beat people yeah. up yeah. stuff um but I kind of forget how how good I am in my mind like because I don't think of myself as like you know what we see on tv and UFC and all this stuff mm-hmm. is I'm just like I'm me I'm like a dad and you know just doing the best I can and if I put this uniform on it's just like it's like this gloss the haze <laughs> be haze <laughs> you just got haze okay that sounded really bad just kidding and I'm gonna edit that out <laughs> keep it in no <laughs> um no but it is it's it's somewhere I just kind of go into character a little bit of like reminding myself who I am or like what I am at that time and I'm this martial arts instructor and so I walk in the gym, got my uniform on, <sighs> take a deep breath, stand at attention, and I bow before I walk in there. Mm-hmm. The ceremony, and it's not about putting on a uniform, that, that helps. The ceremony walking into your place, your studio, right here. Mm-hmm. And whether it's your n- namaste or, <laughs> yeah. or bowing or whatever your thing uh-huh. is, I, I think what you should do, Becca, and I'm just, I don't know why I feel inspired to say this to you, but you're transitioning from being a neighbor and a friend and girlfriend and mom and all this stuff, right? Mm-hmm. Remind yourself who you are before you cross that line. Mm-hmm. Like literally draw a line on your ground and be like, I'm Becca Hayes. I bless and inspire people's lives. I change lives. I'm striving to do the best I can. And I'm going to help someone and change your life today. I love that. And do your little bow or your little it's a nice thing little or, mantra. Yeah. And I just think doing that kind of reminds you who you mm-hmm. are before you walk in this room. Mm-hmm. And then when you walk out, you we always turn and bow our way out. Mm-hmm. Because I'm like, this guy's off. I'm shutting everything off. Yeah. I'm not this fighter guy. Because I know if I walk out of the room with that energy, I'm going home with that energy. Mm-hmm. And so... Even work-wise, I got out of college working for the Utah Jazz, did their sponsorship sales, and 
selling signs of the arena, promotional stuff, and even the Vivint Smart Home Arena. I mm-hmm. sold the original sponsorship to Vivint to Todd. Oh, and, wow. Yeah, Todd and the group, and That's Todd and I were awesome. friends for a long time and still are. And um, But just, I think uh, I went from there to working for one of my clients for two years, and then I just went into entrepreneurship. And, um, and I think, like, I would, I remember driving home, and I would listen to inspirational stuff on the way into work to fire me up and I'd listen to soft music on the way home to calm me down I would take my shirt off literally go out to my garage go out to, I'd always walk out to the mailbox nothing was ever there because at the time my wife would get it and the kids mm-hmm. and I'd open it up just for the ceremony of closing it because I'm like when this door closes my day at work closes and now I'm a full-time dad mm-hmm. full-time husband the man, the neighbor, the cool guy, like the fun. Yeah. Shut that gro- shut that mailbox door, mm-hmm. and I'm walking in the house. I'm like, hey, guys, what's up? And then right after I say hi and do my highs, I go change my clothes because I don't want that energy of my suit and the mm-hmm. slacks and all this stuff. I'm like, no, it's a different guy. And because for me, I, I am intense with certain things. Like when I'm at work, I'm kicking ass. Yeah. And when I'm at dad, I'm kicking ass at that, but in a different way. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And so it's just transitioning and I'm um, trying, to, trying to be balanced, mm-hmm. which uh, striving, I should striving. say, striving to be balanced. Yeah. But, um, and hopefully that helps inspire some of the people out there too as they're listening. Because I, I think a lot of times we are transitioning from like being a mom, mm-hmm. kids and wrestling. And it's just moments where you're just like, oh my gosh, I'm freaking out. Well, and the guilt too, like, because I feel like when I'm, because I'm working from home. I right. do everything from home now. I don't physically go to a studio. My studio is downstairs. Right. And with my kids are home, like I explained to them, mom has to work for a little bit. I can't play trouble. I can't play Yahtzee. Like, you know, my little guy loves playing board games right. and like always, and it, I, I have a hard time breaking away that guilt to where I really want to do this with him and spend this time with him. But then if I don't do this, then the mortgage isn't going to get paid. Right. And so in, in all reality, I am doing this for him. Right. And I, that was a big breakthrough for me um, like four or five months ago when the whole transition of me working from home, like that was hard. And yeah. it's still some it sneaks in. Guilt sneaks in yeah. occasionally. Well, and I, and I think you're in the same spot as, I mean, COVID times, right? I mean, a lot of, people, too, working yeah. from, a lot of people are working from home now. And yeah. I, think, I think a lot of your listeners can relate to that. Mm-hmm. And I would say, I mean, you asked me on here to be like intuitive in times that it's worked. And I'm like, right now, a lot of your listeners are sitting at home trying to find ways to make money, trying to find ways to like do this. And scared. Scared out of your mind. Yeah. And it's why when we just talk about that right there, which not that we talked beforehand about this transition, martial arts and bowing in and out. For those of you that are listening, do your own ceremony to bow in and out of your work and your kids, your significant other and your neighbors and friends and everything. Just take these moments to transition. And if it is like your meditation that you've been practicing, mm-hmm. deep breath, remind yourself, like even if it's three deep breaths, just close your eyes and three deep breaths. And I am a mom. I work my ass off. I'm doing the best. I'm striving to do the best I can. And then self-talk your way through it. Now I'm going to go upstairs and I'm going to be the best mom in the world. At least for two hours. (laughs) (laughs) And then I'm going to have a, get something to eat, Uh regain my energy, take a break, 
myself and then I'm going to go help kick ass again with my mom, (laughs) with being Mm -hmm. a mom for maybe another hour, but it's got to have transitions a little bit and then come back downstairs, do your thing here and, uh, remind yourself who you are every single day. Yeah. And, uh, I think going through counseling and going through some of these things, that self-talk has helped me so much. And it goes back to that time, like sitting in front of that mirror for those listeners. I am a good mom. I am a good dad. Mm-hmm. Well, and you, you did this before you believed it. Yeah. You, you'd went through the actions and then, then they caught up with you and then you started to actually yes. believe them. Yeah, absolutely. Okay. And, and, and you're right. That's why it goes back to the self-talk. We would never tell our, like someone else, God, I'm so stupid. I totally forgot my kid's appointment. Mm-hmm. We'd never say that to someone else, but yeah, we're self-talking negative things to ourselves. So if anything, I've mastered for me the art of positive self-talk to the point of where I cannot hang around negative people. Yeah. And when I do, I'm drained. Um, and I'll say like being single the last five years. I mean, I've, there's people I've been around where I'm like, gosh, I want to be around them. Mm-hmm. Cause they inspire, they like make, and this is the other thing too. There's a, their vibrations are on your level. Yes. They're going at the same vibration. Something else pretty cool. And I, I mean, we are all over the board right now, but it fits into my, ADD. I love it. Hey, this <laughs> is, <ADD. What? laughs> this is, <laughs> this is how it is. Yes. This is how it goes. So it's great. Um, sweet Dr. Ruth. Remember the old sex doctor oh, back yeah. in the days? Oh yeah. I, I love her. Bless her heart. Um, <laughs> <laughs> thank you, Dr. Ruth. Yeah. Um, she's still alive, right? I'm sure. I, think I mean, she I is. think she's probably going to live forever. Yeah. I mean, we all know that. Yeah, I mean, the sex doctors usually do. They yeah. go forever. Yeah, yeah. They got something in them. <laughs> <laughs> Literally. <Okay>. What? <laughs> okay, go on. Sorry. <laughs> Fantastic. Love all these little uh, little puns. <laughs> My pervy ways. Yes. Wait till the next one. We're oh, going to get into some deep stuff. I'm um, excited. <laughs> <laughs> so she said this comment one time where she goes, uh, there's no such thing as loving someone. She goes, because love is an action. It's, it's a thought. But she's like, to love someone, you're actually saying this. Like I would say, even in this moment, Becca, like I would say, I, I want to say, like, I love you, Becca. Mm-hmm. Like, you're amazing. Mm-hmm. But I really want to say this. I love me when I'm around you, Becca. Like right now, even in this talk show. You allow me to be myself. Mm-hmm. Like if I, when I'm around Becca, I can be myself. I can say what I want to say. I can do what I want to do. She allows me to feel inspired. She allows me to feel strong. Allows me to feel like the man. Allows me to feel safe to say the things I want to say. Even if it's controversial. Like you're in the business of blessing and changing people's lives, Becca. Thank you. Like literally busting and changing people's lives. Your audience loves you. But really what they're saying is they love themselves when they listen to you. Because they're like, gosh, I, I love that woman. I want to be more like her. But really is they want to be more like themselves. Mm-hmm. They want to tap into themselves and strive to be the best person they can be. I love this. And, uh, and that's what it is. When you're around someone that you say you love them, like, sh- like, I mean, I, like I said, I've been dating and out there and there's people where I'm like, I love her. But really, I'm like, I love me around her. I feel mm-hmm. strong. I feel sexy. I feel safe. Right. I feel like I have amazing abs. Hello. <laughs> <laughs> Make sure you watch this. This will be on the YouTube. You can see Brandon. Call Brandon. me. Brandon. I called you Brandon. That's I'm your like, nickname. Bow, bow, bow. <laughs> um, no, but it is. Um, 
you just, you feel like you'd be the best version of yourself around these people. And I think both you and I, the way we've been able to even sit here for a first time and connect the way we have mm-hmm. is because we have taken those bricks down. Oh yeah. We know ourselves and because we know ourselves, others, which I know you've had this, they almost feel like maybe there's no boundaries. Maybe there's like, there's no walls up. They I can be themselves. I think it's in a sense, allowing them to be okay with themselves. Yes. And I think that's huge. Um, and obviously I've experienced this. I'm sure you've experienced this where you're around certain people. You just like, Ooh, can I say that? Or I don't know. Yeah. Like you can't really yes, totally. fully embrace yourself. And for me, I like to create that space to where I will accept you and love you for who right. you are, no matter yeah. what you do. Yeah. And the, like this is you, like it's okay yeah. to be you. Yeah. And, and it's interesting because um, people do that in different ways. Like one of them is um, you're around someone for the first time. You're like, should I say a swear word around them just to make them feel more comfortable? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> should I offer them a drink just to make them feel more comfortable? Like, yeah. I don't know if they do or don't. If they want to talk spiritual stuff, let's talk spiritual. Yeah. If they want to drink, let's talk drinking. Yeah. Like, um, and both of us love ourselves so much because we feel free. Mm-hmm. I really do feel like I'm the most authentic I've ever been in my entire life. It started at 20 when I started doing that list. Mm-hmm. Got rid of my bricks burned them in the backyard and all of a sudden I was free. And, um, I remember going back to my career path. I, when it's just in 2007, I bought a real estate company called eggs of realty with a, a partner of mine, Brady Bowman, who's the man. He's a total stud. He sounds familiar. Yeah. He's, he's a stud self-made millionaire. Like, mm. Maybe that's why. <laughs> yeah. Millions. Brady, call me. <laughs> um, no, Brady's a stud. I've known it. I knew his wife in college, and he's actually my son's basketball coach right now. And stud. I mean, it, like, the team is nationally ranked. Super good dude. And has been such an inspiration to me. And so him and I started doing this and working along just a diff- bunch of different entrepreneurship stuff is, like, all over the place, right? And one of my friends from the Utah Jazz guys called me and he goes, hey, um, we're doing this company. I want you to, and I'm, I'll hold off what it is. But uh, he just goes, hey, we're going to do like $6 million in sales and we really don't even know how to sell and we want your help. And I went in there and I was kind of like, well, you know, I'm doing my own thing. You can't afford me. It's a job. I, I don't need a job. And, you know, my, I'll say my confidence. I'm not going to say, and go back to this. Look right <laughs> in the camera at this. When a confident person meets a confident person, uh-huh. they're like, she's awesome. Or he's a stud. When someone insecure meets somebody confident, they're like, she's a bitch. It's it's so true. It's it's so true. So the reflection of how you talk mm-hmm. about other people is really how you talk yeah. about yourself. It's how you think of yourself. Becca, you're amazing. <laughs> <laughs> you're so cool. You're so good looking. <laughs> Look at you. Look at me. Psychology <laughs> shit over there. <laughs> Love Call it. Call me. <laughs> Brandon's um, single, by the way. Yeah. Wait, you are single, right, Brandon? Always. Are, always. <laughs> I always will be. <laughs> always. We'll, uh, we'll, give you, we'll give out Brandon's information towards the end. We'll probably do an email address unless you want to do your number, Brandon. Well, it's up I, to I've, you. I've never actually, I'm, and this is actually funny. On the spot right here. Look at this. Um, I haven't opened an email until um, down at the bottom. 22,837 emails never opened. Oh my gosh, you're like me. I have like, I think I'm at 10,000. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I get a lot of spam though. It's, it's a curse. Yeah. So, um, so yeah, so these guys asked me, they said, um, hey, will you help us out? And the first time I was like, no, 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 I don't need you. I'm a good, but see you later. Bye. And I was building this business um, 
was actually funny because it was a like a, the retail brand of a Jamberry, like nail, women's nail wraps, right? Yeah, I never got like, into those, yeah. but they did. They blew up. Yeah, and so I did the retail side. I had them in like Bed Bath Beyond and Claire's and Sam's Clubs, and it went on QVC and Lori Grenier from Shark Tank took it and Mark Cuban and all this stuff, right? Mm-hmm. Like, and it was interesting because it was going, it was building up and going so fast, but I still was like, I'm on my own. And when these guys had talked to me, they were like MIT and um, like Harvard and just, I mean, nerds, but super cool, super like smart. Yeah. And I thought, can I build a business bigger and faster if I partnered with them? And I felt like I could. And I felt like I could learn more over the next, you know, four or five years. And so I topped in and we went from 6 million the first year and I took over on sales and went 47 million. Then a hundred million. Then, then it went to like three eighty and five eighty. I mean, it literally went from six million to almost six hundred million in five wow. years. So wow. from twenty employees to a thousand. Wow. And uh, and I will tell you this: like keeping company culture, keeping people inspired, having the courage. When you talk about intuitiveness, mm-hmm. um, I want to share a couple quick stories with you. There was a. core group of people that I hired that I knew they needed me more than I needed them. Um, one of them, his name is Matthias, sweet man, 50 plus years old. And uh, this guy, I went out to Philadelphia to go interview him interview all these people and he just comes walking in and he's just big personality but broken inside you asked me for some moments of intuitiveness and we're sitting there i'm interviewing and i'm like and all of a sudden i just like like glaze over just no different than walking inside your studio and bowing before you walk in mm-hmm. and i felt this moment where i was like because i'm interviewing person after person after person after person and this guy walks in and all of a sudden i was like i mean just rough he looked rough and he grew up in the freaking hood and i'll tell the story in a second but like i go how did you get here i don't even know why i asked it i literally just feel these feelings and just ask it mm-hmm. and when people are like talking about like empathy and psychics and all this weird i like i don't know if i believe in any of it but what i do know is that i feel inspired in moments to say certain things and i'm going to tell Three stories on it, and I'm going to forget, so I'm going to just write down three names. Okay. Um, okay. Um, first one is Matthias, and I'm interviewing him. This guy has gone door to, like, business to business selling merchant services, like credit card swiping shit. Like, he's trying to do his thing. Um, most of these are made was maybe like 50 grand a year. Raising a family. And I go, how did you get here? And he goes, what? I go, how did you get here? I go, look me in the eyes, Matthias. I don't even know this man. How did you get here? And he goes, I'm broke. I took $20 out of my wife's purse and to get gas for my car and drove an hour to get to this appointment because it's important to me. 
And I go, why should I hire you right now? Instead of everyone else I've been out here interviewing for for the last three days. And he goes, I'm hungry. He says, I'm hungry. I go, the interview's over. He goes, what? I go, it's over. I'm going to pay you a $40,000 salary. And within five years, you're going to make 40000 a month. And he thought I was joking. But he stood up and started crying. And he goes, no one's ever paid me a salary. This guy was so dedicated and so focused. And I would go out in the streets with him in Philly, and we'd go eat. Philadelphia, like, <laughs> Philly sandwiches. The cheesesteaks. Yes. Yeah, yeah. And uh, there's a place <laughs> called Jim's Phillies. People out there know it. And uh, there's all these pictures of these people, these famous people up on the mm-hmm. wall. And I go, Matthias, you and I should take a black and white picture of ourselves and, like, literally put it on one of the frames just so we're the only ones that know it. <laughs> but this sweet man ends up telling me, I'm like, I went out on the street with them and we're, like, going business to business and helping all these companies out with this product that we had, and, um, and it was to bless and change people's lives. And, uh, and I go, hey, what, why, is, why, why are you so bold, man? Why are you so angry all the time? Like, you're freaking driving me crazy. Like, you're so, like, not to me, but I see you, like, got this edge. Like, you're, like, yeah. guarded. You get yeah. your bricks up. Yeah. And he tells me a story when he's eight years old. He watches mom and dad get in a fight. A bunch of kids, a bunch of siblings that he has. They're fighting they're in the hood. He's like, my dad gets up, grabs a knife, and just starts stabbing my mom. Wow. Literally kills his mom. I mean, that's deep. Oh, yeah. So his mom dies, dad goes to jail. Foster homes everywhere. And I go, how in the hell are you living right now? And he's like, God. He's like, Brandon, when you have nothing and you lose everything, as a young kid, you got to look deep inside and ask yourself, like, why, what, what? Like, so now this guy is not a victim. He doesn't tell this stupid, sad, sorry story. I mean, I had to beg that one out of him, but I could, because I could feel the bricks. Yeah, he sensed it. Um, and I go, how are you living? And he goes, I knew I had to turn to God or I was going to kill myself. I was going to hurt someone else or hurt me. He goes, you don't think I wanted to go hurt my dad? Of course I did. He goes, I knew exactly when he was, where he was when he's getting out of jail, all this stuff. He goes, I, I was set to go, to go smoke him. His own dad. And, uh, and you know, he took a turn for the better, found God, and now he preaches. He's a preacher. But the last time that I, uh, the last month I was working, I think he made $36,000. So he's right there at the, a month, oh in gosh. a month. <laughs> wow. So this man, um, few years back he tells me that um he wanted to get divorced and i was like matthias you can't do that bud like i'm i'm divorced and i go and i'm i think i'm pretty freaking cool (laughs) (laughs) love it (laughs) we're bawling and all of a sudden you turn to the camera (laughs) switching characters call me (laughs) i love it um but i said but but i still go to bed at night alone i wake up alone and there's times where I, I miss having a partner. Times I miss having a person next to me. Mm-hmm. Times where like I want someone to cry with, want someone to laugh with, someone to hold my hand, someone to walk down the path with me. Like I live on the Jordan River Trail and I get to like literally right in my backyard. 
and all I see is couples holding hands and these sweet people and like, I want that. And, uh, I have to tell you this, Brandon. So, uh, and I had got, it's funny that you said this. I had got your message like probably 10 minutes before you showed up here today about researching you on the, the Instagram. Yeah. I thought it was funny because I, I kind of already did it. Obviously, I do. Yeah. I do. I do a little bit of background yeah. checks and stuff, just to make sure you're not weirdos and you're gonna, you know, shoot me, <laughs> or stab me. I don't know. Um, stab you with love. Yeah, but you know, we had we had a mutual friend, yeah. and I trust her. And but before that, um, I've learned to kind of check in with myself, and whether I I don't know where I get this information from, the universe, God, whatever, it's my my spirit guides, um but I'm learning to trust my intuition and trust myself and trust yeah. in a higher being. That's not me. Yeah. And when I switch my mentality to that, I, I'm able to get answers. Yeah. If that makes sense. And, um, fairly quickly. And after I meditated, I had a wonderful meditation today. Like just so beautiful. Like my heart like lit up. Like, I don't even know how to describe it. It was like the, the most crazy burning sensation in my chest. It was just all, all heart love. Yeah. And just, oh, I got so emotional. And then later on, I was like, okay, I'm just going to check in just to, to to see if there's something I need to know about Brandon, if I need to be aware about yeah, it, you know, yeah. and so just yeah. tell me what I need to know. Yeah. And so I kind of did a check-in where I just kind of like, it's kind of a meditation, but not, it's just like I closed my eyes and I just kind of just listened yeah. and it was quiet. And I tend to see pictures a lot. Mm-hmm. And when I did that, like, and I asked about you, it was, it was a heart and it was all heart. And then I just, I'm like, he's all heart. Thank you. So, I mean, and obviously like you just confirmed by being here and I already kind of felt that, but just you like talking about the stories and the people that you've inspired and helped in your journey along your journey and, um, how you are, like you're all heart. Thank you. Thank and you. you totally get, I mean, I could have got, I could have got that without checking in, yeah. but it was cool just to see how it was confirmed yeah. right now. No, I appreciate that. And I think uh, that light is connected to light and energy to energy and heart to heart. And uh, I think there's a reason why I'm sitting here for for you and why you're sitting here for me. Mm-hmm. Um, like, I'm really, really grateful I've met you. Like, really grateful. Like, this is a really good moment for me. And I just want to thank you. You're... You have inspired me even because I've sat here with, uh, I'll say taking that company, blessing and changing people's lives. 2017, I left. It was the last time I ever went to work at a job job. And I miss my connection with people. I miss doing this. The teaching, inspiring. I mean, this is all I did. People are like, what's that sales thing you do? I'm like, no, I don't sell. I don't sell shit. I bless and change people's lives, period. Mm-hmm. And uh, and I will say this, and I'll throw this one out there. I don't care what business you're in or what you do. Find a way to make that to where you are blessing and changing people's lives. So, for example, if you're in the nail business, eyelashes, Botox, you know, whatever. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Or you're at the bank or teach yoga or you do a talk show, like whatever your thing is, 
It doesn't matter what you do. It's what your intentions are and what you're doing. Mm -hmm. You're not doing nails. You're blessing people's lives to go look fancy, to get out on a date, to feel pretty. Mm -hmm. Like... Well, and you, you know, the nail people, we all know that they are therapists too. Right. I mean, yeah, we, totally. we all tell them everything. Yes. And they're constantly asking like, how you been? What, what's new in your life? And if you were to say that in an Asian accent, which I did hear a couple oh, of your yeah. other podcasts, <laughs> let, let, let's just hear one little moment of your Asian accent. <laughs> like, <laughs> well, the Asian's not here anymore. So now I, I can't, yeah, no. now I'll be a racist. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so I can only well, do it when he's on here. Yeah, we'll get that. We'll let it go. Uh, um, but I'll say that it's like, um, be in the business of changing people's lives. Like I owned that real estate company, but yet I was never a realtor. And I remember sitting in a room, probably 60 people. And I was like, Hey, you guys all know the little question you always ask, who do you know wants to buy or sell real estate? The answer is this zero. Nobody taught like friends and family do not talk about this stuff. No, we don't. But now let me tell you this people that you're, when I asked you, I said, before I even got on, I go, I need to know your audience, the audience in real estate are people that are upgrading or downgrading their lives. So that means it's someone's recently married or recently divorced. Mm -hmm. Just had a baby or just lost a family member. Someone just got a new job or someone that just lost a job. Those six people, three positive, three negative. They're either upgrading or downgrading their lives. So if I were to ask you to your friends and family, who do you know is have one of these six things going on? Those are the people I want to go help them out because they're probably not going to tell you that their financial situations no. are good or bad. Yeah. I've been so afraid to like talk about money and talk about this, yeah. but your job as a realtor is to bless and change people's lives. It is to help them so they can breathe, so they can strive to like financially do it. You're sitting here in this big house. Well, shit hits a fan mm-hmm. and someone comes knocking on your door. Hey Becca, my job's to bless and change your life. What I know you don't feel comfortable probably sharing your financial situations, but I heard you going through this and this and this. I want to help you. And you're like, holy shit. Okay, yeah, let's talk. So the things we do on a day-to-day basis, we are trying to connect with people. Because when we connect with others and help others and love others, really what we're saying is this. I love me. I want to run them. Mm-hmm. Because I can do what I love to do, which is to serve or to protect or to do these things, right? And so I think as we are at home for our listeners, going back to our original conversation, even for you sitting here, for those of you who went through the COVID times and the tough times and stay at home and work from home and do whatever you're doing, getting your stimulus checks or whatever your thing is, continue to remind yourself, do your three deep breaths. I am in the business of busting and changing people's lives before you go upstairs. Mm-hmm. So those sweet kids of yours. I got to go bless and change your life for just this much time. And even though we have our kids all the time, but that's our jobs here. Completely and up agree. There, Completely agree. I was going to ask you, Brandon, yeah. with you have obviously your, you're doing the co-parent thing, right? Like yeah, you're yeah. okay. So you 50, guys, 50, 50, love 50, it. 50, and okay. she's a mile away. She's happy. We're friends. That's awesome. She's amazing. Cause if she's depressed, my kids are depressed. Yeah. If she's angry. My kids are angry. Like I didn't want that. That's awesome. Like there's no time in this world for like hatred and anger and mm-hmm. jealousy and all this stuff. It's like a waste of time. Did you experience anything? And I'm sure your kids obviously went through a bunch of like emotional sure. roller coaster during, I mean, who yeah. hasn't during the, yes. the pandemic and 
COVID and whatnot, but did they, how did you help them through that? Is there any like scenarios that stuck, like stand out to you or like experiences that you had where you just, Hey, we're going to get through this. Anything like that? Yeah. Um, interesting. <laughs> so I would say for those of you that are going through change transitions and, uh, tough times, get therapy, know yourself. Cause if you are not healthy, your kids will not be healthy. You cannot inspire others unless you are inspiring yourself. And I'm going back to this whole thing and I, we should name this thing as like self-love. I had to learn to love myself after my divorce. I would say 2008, a year after my youngest was born is when uh, we kind of hit some rough times. It was good. Like I was happy we we're all together as a family and then things were tougher when it was just her and I alone. I think many can relate to that. Um, but because of the kids, church stuff, just everything, I just want to stick in there as long as I could. Mm -hmm. And I think she did too. And we tried to make it work, tried to make it work. I mean, eight years since one to the next. And um, I moved out in August 2016 filed, did our thing, and I knew it was going to be a long transition, but we were so embarrassed to tell our kids. My kids, did, we didn't even tell them we were getting divorced until February of 2017. Oh, wow. Yeah. Wow. I mean, because we were so, like, I, I've never quit on anything. Yeah. I've always been the man, right? Like, yeah. oh, so cool this, so cool that, and, you know, it's like, um, I have like 400 tissues. I know. I see. Your pile's like, it's like a mountain over there, yeah. but it's fine. It's fine. It's, it's all mountain good. Mountain of tears. It's all good. Um, <laughs> but it's, uh, I remember thinking like, and I don't know if it's just my energy and stuff, but like, I, I could not accept failure on anything. And but this is, again, I'm going to talk self-talk and just, I'm in my head, so I'm going to say it out loud, but just don't, he's so cocky, sir. But in my head, I'm like, I, I don't fail at things. Yeah. You will not, if you do not quit, you will never fail. Mm -hmm. Just keep going. Like, you could lose a thousand listeners and, shit, at least I got one. Mm -hmm. One left. I should say a million, then I only got one. <laughs> but like, um, but think about this. You, iHeartRadio. Becca freaking Hayes, are you kidding me? To in your basement doing your thing. Mm. You could transition that and be like, oh my gosh, I failed. I failed, I struggled, I did this, that. But you didn't quit. You didn't quit. Because you're Becca, Becca freaking Hayes. <laughs> right? Yeah. Like you didn't quit. So you didn't fail. Mm. Transitioned. I transitioned, yeah. And rerouted. Rerouted. And I think going through divorce, that's what you do. You mm -hmm. transition, you reroute. And I had to find out who I was as a single man. And I think part of it was going back to this balancing. I mean, I grew up in Wisconsin, like just living my normal life and being what I felt like was kind of balanced to moving to Utah. 
And for the first time in my life, I started praying. For the first time in my life, I started going to church. Um, my dad would come with me. Like, so I'd go to the, the singles ward for two hours, skip priesthood, and go to the family ward because my dad would come with me. So I was really like five hours at church, but I didn't want to tell the people at singles ward, like, my dad doesn't go. Yeah. And so, um, it's because I was kind of like, I didn't know, like everyone else here in Happy Valley and all this other stuff. I'm like, so they're thinking, oh, this guy's shady, he's skipping, but they didn't know what I was really doing. So I mean, I was really just trying to like find balance and uh, for me, striving to find balance. Mm-hmm. And uh, and so going through a divorce, you quickly learn who you are, what you like, and and what you want. And it's interesting if we treat our marriages as if we're single in a weird way. I think it'll kind of help us. And I say that because of this. Oh, I, and I'm right on the okay. same track as you. So and, and continue. Pe- people can fight me on this no, one. No, I agree with you 100%. I remember telling my wife at the end, I was like, you should act as if you're single right now to me. And we're dating. Because mm-hmm. when, I mean, I'll tell you this. When I'm getting ready to go out on a date, the hair's a little tighter. Beard's a little trimmer. You're using cologne. Yes. Pumping some yeah, weights. Yeah. Got to get ready. Got to look good, right? <laughs> Do my thing. And uh, get a little tanner. Everything just gets a little better. Mm-hmm. And, uh, I mean, you can walk into a restaurant, normal one here in Utah, and look around the room and you'll be like, I can tell they're single. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they're on like their first, second date. Yeah. Yeah. Because they are sharp. They're looking yeah. good. They dressed up. They did their thing. And I think uh, when... And part of it is, is creating competition. I don't, I don't mean to think like, I don't mean to say this out like to be offensive, but like when you know there's a chance to like someone else coming in and invading. You step up your game. You step up your freaking game. Yeah. And I'll tell you this, and not, I don't really care about this part, but Donald Trump was on uh, Jay Leno mm-hmm. and he was talking about his first real estate deal. And this has nothing to do with politics or anything. This, the person as a, as a business person that's. He's amazing business he's amazing. person. You and, can't deny yeah, that. Right. You can't. I mean, he's gained it, lost it, gained it, lost yeah. it. And every single time we lose, we go from here to here. And once you lose, you're like, shit, I got nothing else to lose. I'm going for it now. Yeah, all, all you got to do all, is go up. Yeah, all fear's gone. Mm-hmm. You, iHeartRadio, you're down, you're like, shit, I got nothing else to do. I'm freaking going. Yep. And so all fear's gone. What if I lose my job? What if I lose? But the reality is you manifested it. I really did. When we know that things are going to happen before they happen, we see in our minds, we have a feeling. And so Don Trump says this thing where he goes, well, first piece of real estate thing I ever sold. I was like, there are people that are interested in this. Now he goes, and he worded it in a way that there's like, there's people that are going to be interested in this thing and probably going to be throwing out offers tomorrow. Well, he created competition. Now that wasn't necessarily the situation, but he goes, I know it because it was the first day he put it on the market. This group came in and because of the competition, they were like, ah, oh, and they quick put in an offer that day. And he sold it and made a bunch of money. It was kind of his first thing. So create this competition, but I think like when there's competition, you either step up or step out. Mm-hmm. And so I'm going to share something cool, like for all you out there, I want everybody and Becca, I'm going to ask you this one. Okay. I'm Make ready. a fist mm-hmm. with your strongest hand so tight. Now I'll tell you when. Oh, okay. So tight that you can't, that you cannot go any tighter. Mm-hmm. Okay. And for those of you listening, this is a good little a little exercise. So everybody make a fist? Everybody make a fist. Okay. With a strong hand. All right. 
So I'm going to count it down from three, two, one, and then I'm going to say go. And I just want you to just make a tight fist so you can't go any tighter. Ready? Three, two, one, go. Okay, make it a fist. Okay. Now keep that fist tight. Mm-hmm. Look at it. And then three, I'm going to say go tighter. Three, two, one, go tighter. Go. One more time. We're going to go tighter one more time. Three, two, one, go. Okay. Stop. Do I let go? Yeah, let go, let go. Oh. Everyone open up your hands. <laughs> <Got a> crap. <laughs> now, I'm gonna, yeah. So, Becca. Okay. Could you go a little bit tighter? Just a little tiny bit. I, I could feel that I could. Just yeah. barely. But the, but the first time, I told you, go so tight you cannot go any tighter. Uh, I get what you're going to do. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I what you're going to say. I like this analogy. So, here's okay. the thing. Your listeners out there, they're like, Becca, I'm freaking stretched thin. I'm working my ass off, being a mom, being a dad, being all this stuff. Like... I'm going as tight as I can. And your job, Becca, is to look at them and be like, hey, listen, you guys, I know you guys are out there listening, loving it. Today, we're going to squeeze you a little tighter. Focus. We're going to go tighter. Boom. We're talking about some deep shit today. Mm-hmm. I want you to go tighter. So when you take an apple and you squeeze it, apple juice, orange, orange juice, a piece of coal, you get a diamond. But what? <laughs> <laughs> Love it. But people are the same way. You put them under enough pressure, and you're going to find out who they really are. And I don't think like, like we need to go create competition in our marriages or relationships, but I do think we need to squeeze each other a little bit and help them become the best version they can be, and ourselves as well, too. And so I think the goal of like within, uh, within ourselves is to squeeze ourselves a little bit more. Mm-hmm. Tune into the Becca Hayes show. <laughs> like, seriously. You, your job is blessing and changing people's lives. And and I'm telling you right now, for those of you listening, I want you to share this podcast with 10 people before the next show. What he said. Yeah. Yeah, I think that's a no, great idea. I, I'm serious. Me too. You guys are getting inspired every single day. You guys are listening. You guys are doing your thing. But you're being selfish. Like, share this with someone else. I was up till 2 a.m. listening to your podcast. And I'm like, I'm a better man because of it. Like, really? For real? Really. Wow. Like, you've said so many things. And just listen to the way you talk to people. And, like, listen to the way you're inspiring. And just make people laugh, making people cry, doing your thing. Like, I'm like, I- I'm going to start blasting this thing out. Like, this is amazing. Becca freaking Hayes. What's Thank up? You, nice nice to meet you. you. Yeah, seriously. And so, that's your job today. Share this with 10 people. Because <laughs> we are going to bust and change people's lives. And, Shit, uh, I'd hire you, but I don't have any money. Sorry. <laughs> That's why pro bono. That is why that is why I invested and uh, gave a donation, which all of you please donate to the Becca Show. What? what? (laughs) Shit. Yeah. Just like that. Thank you for that. Yeah. No, but um, but it's true, and I I think um, I want to push you, squeeze you a little bit, Becca, like to keep pushing yourself and all your listeners. Um, I think you should add a, a daily advice, like right in the beginning that would be yeah that would be really good like maybe an inspirational quote Mm -hmm. but something to kind of like set the tone for the day Mm -hmm. i know you do it on your instagram page which if you guys aren't friends with her be friends with her she's amazing i'm really good at the instagram i do that usually every day yeah but i I think even starting off your show with like a little inspirational thing and maybe a maybe quote for the day or quote for the week that Mm -hmm. your listeners can uh can tap into and uh and today i think that going back to that self-love it's really finding out who we really are getting rid of the bricks um and I think just getting out of your own head too and just starting yes. to feel like I'm just this was a recent thing probably just days I 
because I've been breaking free of the whole fear factor of yes. the fear of uh. the financial burning burdens, the fear of not being a good enough mom, the fear of is my house clean enough? Yeah. Is my yard done enough? Am, am I, am I helping people? Am I being, cause I've just recently discovered that I'm, you know, I feel like I'm a healer. <laughs> so yeah. am I healing enough? Like yeah. there, it's just like, am I enough? Am I enough? Am I enough? Right. And I, you know, I kind of had a break breakthrough just a few days ago, just where I was able to release all that fear, like yeah. literally just come out of me. And I, I don't, I don't give a fuck. Right. I'm just going to yeah. be me and I'm going to do me and I'm just going to do the best I can. Yeah. No, absolutely. Absolutely. And I, I love you said that because it's just not caring anymore, mm -hmm. but caring. Yes. Caring, but there's, there's, caring. There's different, right. there's a difference. It's just letting go of the things that are negative yeah. that aren't benefiting me yeah. as, yeah. as in fear. And so this right here, yes, this whole concept right here, I call this thing behaviors and I'm actually going to, I'm going to draw this thing out for you. Okay. And have you post it. And this reason why the whole concept of this whole thing, which is actually interesting. I was walking on my door. Yeah, real quick, real quick for people that are listening, they can't see this on YouTube. So yeah. you have a piece of paper. I, I'm going to, yeah, I have a piece of paper and it has all these drawings on there. It looks totally crazy, but I'm going to go through this thing with you and I'll actually, we can do a separate show. Okay. And I'm going to teach this thing on behaviors and the, the, the purpose behind it is overcoming fear. Mm -hmm. So an example, there's two things that we can control. We control our thoughts and our actions. That's it. Challenge me all you want in this one. Thoughts and actions. It's the only two things you can control. So p things that are in the, so you see right here, this little circle, thoughts, actions. The only mm -hmm. two things you cannot control, the only things you cannot control is everything else. Your, your kids, the traffic, the weather, if Brandon shows up or not, if he misses, you can only control your thoughts on it. Mm -hmm. You get an I-15 and it's packed, you have two thoughts, two actions. I can either turn and get off and go a different direction, or stay here. There should be no emotion behind that. It's just a fact. But we get caught up in, I'm going to be late. I this, and this. You make your phone call. Hey, here's the situation. I'll do the best I can. Yep. Period. Kids are acting crazy in a store. You either pick them up, calm them down. Or you run away and they're not my kids. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know these Who, little whose kids. Whose kids are these? <laughs> Later. Not mine. <laughs> But it's true though. You either leave mm -hmm. or you help. Yeah. Everything. There should be no highs and lows of this bullshit, crazy stuff in our heads. So you meet somebody. Becca Hayes has been the same consistently. It's been like this. Boyfriends, girlfriends, husbands, wives, mm -hmm. brothers, sisters. So now I used to get mad at my brother for always being late. He was always late. He was never on time. He's always in nevers. Do not exist. In our heads, they do. Yeah. But my counselor's like, is he always late? I'm like, yeah. Is your other brother always teasing? I'm like, yeah. She goes, then why do you get mad? The problem's you. And I was like, what? <laughs> <laughs> but it's not. I mean, it, it was me. And so she was like, if they're always late, then why do you have expectations so high that you ruin it? So when your expectations, like here's your action line of everyone's normal actions. Mm -hmm. When you go like this... To your wife, your husband, your boyfriend, your girlfriend. I hate your expectations. Kids. Oh, they're what so sneaky. This? Watch this. Expectations are here. Uh -huh. Reality's here. Negative emotion. Yeah. When your expectations are low, actions are here. You have a positive emotion because mm -hmm. it's going up. Mm -hmm. And so, oh my gosh, she opened the door for me. Oh, so cute. But well, you didn't have expectations. Oh my gosh, she bought me flowers. Ah. Oh. But then after a while, we go like this. 
the expectations are low for someone you meet new, and then they go, and they rise above the action line. I feel like in, in going back to what you said about, and I call it dating your spouse. Yes, yes. And I've, ta- I've touched base on this, which is awesome that you totally get it, but two things, dating your spouse and lowering your expectations. I feel like yes. if you can do those two oh. things, like you've got it. Absolutely. And obviously communication yeah. falls in there. But those three things, communication, dating your spouse, and lowering your expectations. 100%. And I think it's this lowering, yeah, because your kids are kids. Are they going to be annoying in a story? Yes. Are they going to be running around upstairs when we're on the talk show? Yes. That's what they do. Mm-hmm. They're kids. Mm-hmm. Like, I saw this woman in Walmart. Holy crap, I can't believe that I'm coming up with this one. She I literally went to Walmart. I, know. <laughs> <laughs> like, what? I was shopping for some clothes. <laughs> Call me. <laughs> Walmart. Um, <laughs> this show is brought to you by Walmart. No, it's not. <laughs> <laughs> Just kidding. No, no, no. <laughs> um, but I, I'm, in, I'm in Walmart and I see this lady and she has her kids literally on a leash. And I'm like, okay, oh whatever. my gosh. Okay. And they're, they're fighting each other. And she, <laughs> she turns I and can't. freaking rages on them. <sighs> and in this moment, this goes back to this training. Mm-hmm. I'm watching this and I'm like, I mean, I grew up with my mom, my little sister, and I'm like, <sighs> like protective mode. Yeah. Without anger. I walk up to her and go, hey, just a quick second. Um, if I were to react to you the way that you're reacting to your children, it wouldn't be a good situation. Kids are kids. They're always going to be kids. They're always like this, which is why you probably have them on a leash. Because you can't trust them. Because you're trying to control them. Mm-hmm. Let go of the leash and you might get your freedom back. And she goes, what? And I go, let go of the leash within your own life. Like, you're kind of like so like intense. Mm-hmm. Just chill. Because think about me reacting the way you reacted to them. Coming up in your face and raging on you and then throwing a freaking handcuffs on you. Yeah, you'd Doing, be pissed too. Right. Yeah. Let them go. Let them be kids. Let them sit on the car. Like, do whatever. I don't know what your thing is, but like. You're, so the whole thing is this. She was embarrassed that her kids were being overreactive. And her fear of fe- looking stupid made her Of worrying rage. about what everybody else thought, which and is it, another thing you shouldn't do anymore. Right. So that go. her fear made her embarrassed. Mm-hmm. Her, fear was, her fear was this. Don't embarrass me in the store. So she reacted out of fear, which showed herself in anger, frustration, jealousy, like all this shit. Well, and I'm going to take it a little, another step further yeah. is she probably assumed that they were going to be that way. Yes. I mean, yes. they're on leashes for fuck's sake, but yeah. she probably assumed that. And so she's already manifesting that yes. and making it come true. Exactly. So when you show anger, frustration, jealousy, you get exactly what you do not want times 10 period. Now transition. So she ended up, this lady ended up giving me a hug and she went to let go and I like, come back. I mean, I was like, this she's a big lady. Who's Walmart? <laughs> it was Walmart. We understand. So I was like, come here, give me a, come here. Um, was but, she wearing uh, pants? That's all uh, I want to know. Stretchies. Stretchies. Oh, were they nude color? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh, gosh. Oh, okay. Yeah, you know, <laughs> okay. Get that image out of my head. Yes. All right, go on. <laughs> um, so transitioning that, there is, I'll say, for all the women listeners out there, I would say for a man, your wife, your wife or woman or whatever walks out of the room and they've been, I'll take this Becca, just in say you and I are in a relationship and you come walking out and you're all like 
looking sexy, right? Mm -hmm. And I'm just using this example. I know, I mean, obviously I'm not, but you come out and there's two types of guys. There's the one that goes, shit, where the hell do you think you're going? Mm -hmm. You're all like, you you got your, your confidence on. Yeah. That man is thinking, Becca, I love you. I don't want to lose you. Now, remember the word lose, okay? Lose is, it's a negative word. Mm-hmm. It's a negative action, negative emotion. I love you. Positive. I don't want to lose you. So then they start taking action upon this word lose. Where are you going to go? How long are you going to be? When are you going to be back? Who are you going with? Send me a location. Send me a picture. They're freaking out. Jealous. Yeah. Their fear is, I don't want to lose you. So they're going to get, when they show these negative emotions of anger, fear, frustration, jealousy, they're going to get exactly what they don't want times 10. They manifest in their head. When Becca's looking hot and she's at her spot and she's doing this, I don't want to lose her. Yeah. Now that man that first met you, this guy that's now jealous and crazy, met you when you were at your best, met you when you're out looking Mm -hmm. hot and looking sexy and all this stuff. Mm -hmm. But now they're like, "Eh," they're in fear mode. Yeah. You replace fear with faith. And then there's me. And you come out and I'm like, you're looking hot, girl. What's up? Where are you going? You're like, I'm going out with my girlfriends. I'm like, now I think this. Becca, I love you. I'm going to keep you. Because I love you. Tell you what, Becca, here. You know what? You work your ass off. Here's a credit card. Go buy drinks and have fun and buy dinner well, for shit. the shit. All right. I'll accept. I'll be fine. Go have fun. You work your ass off and you deserve a night like this. Tell you what I'm going to do. I'm going to put the kids to bed. I'm going to clean up the house. And when you walk in the door, I'm going to hook you up. Like hook you up because I'm going to keep her because she's my girl and I love her. Well, and that, I mean, I'm leaving the house and it's, you know, you touch base like this, both scenarios yeah. have happened to me. Yeah. And when you come, when you're fear-based, then there's that negative emotion. I'm feeling it. I leave the house and I'm thinking, God, what a dick or like, yes. you know, I'm not thinking positive affirmations right. towards right. this person. But when you when you switch it to what you know the last thing that you just said hey i'm gonna put the kids to bed i'm gonna clean up i'm gonna take care of you when you get home like i'm feeling good about our relationship i'm feeling good about you so i have these positive vibes towards you yeah and so and the person doesn't have to be you know a cheater or not but when other people approach him like no 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 i got a good man at home right and and that's my point is i my fear is me yeah my fear is a man that's like me Mm -hmm. minus values (laughs) but like the guy that's in the corner is like Dang, he's thinking all the same things I thought about the second I saw you when you walk out the door. Mm-hmm. She's freaking hot. Like, look at this girl. Dang. And he walks up and starts talking to you. And that's me. Literally, like, my clone sitting there. That's my, that, deep down, that is my fear. Mm-hmm. And he's like, your man doesn't know what he has. And now, scenario number one, you're like, you know what? You're right. Exactly. He's trying to watch me. I got to send him photos tonight. Hey, I can't even talk to you because I got this and this and this. And you're living in anxiety mode and anxious mode, like eh, instead of confident mode. Mm-hmm. But now the guy like me is sitting there to reel me. It's like, baby, here, take the card, have fun, do your thing. I'm going to hook you up when you get home. I can't wait to cuddle with you tonight and uh, wake up in the morning. I'm going to make you breakfast. Shit. So when you say that you got this other guy, the, hey, my man does know what he has. <laughs> exactly. He's putting the kids to bed. He's going to hook me up when I get in the door. And you know what? He's letting me have a night out because I freaking deserve it. He's cleaning the toilets right now as we yes. speak. Yes. 
this toilet cleaner has been brought to you by Becca Hayes. With extra bleach. <laughs> yeah. And, uh, but I'm telling you, like, when we replace our fear with faith, replace hurt with love, it shows itself in confidence, in patience, and respect. And if you want to keep your person in your life, then show those attributes of confidence, love, respect. Let your men be men. Let your women be women. Let them individually be the person where, like I said to my wife, we better both act like we're single to each other and start dating each other Mm -hmm. or we're going to lose each other. Yeah. And I think it sounds silly, but like you always have to have something to look forward to, something to look forward to with your partner, a trip, an event, like something even if it's like we like to golf together, we like to watch mm. movies together, like we like We're this. sitting out on the porch watching the sunset yes. with a drink, like that's, something, yeah, yeah, something. And so, part of this training, the two, which is it is interesting, is like, I love you, I don't want to lose you, or I love you and I want to keep you. And so, the next time you're afraid, which none of us are ever going to be afraid, but I'll throw this one out there. Think about the next time you're freaking pissed, angry, jealous, whatever it is. When you feel those emotions, the anger, the frustration, the fire inside you. My kids don't respect, like, what's your fear? They don't respect me. They don't love me. They don't this. They don't this. That's really what the fear is. And if you lose your shit, they are not going to respect you. Mm-hmm. If you're in a relationship and your man's getting fiery with you, this is the technique. And I swear it, I've, like, mastered it. My kids... I've learned. I asked my son yesterday, have you ever heard me raise my voice? He's like, no. Have I ever disciplined you? He's like, no. I said to my daughter, and she's like, that's not what you do. And the reason why is because of this training. I've learned it, kind of taught myself in it from counselor and books and all this stuff. And I've triggered, trust me, I have freaking fire inside me all the time. Mm-hmm. And I'm a so, my fear is to let that out. So what I do is I'm like. That's something I'm working on right now. Yeah. Like I yell at my kids. Definitely. And I hate you, it. Okay, let's talk about oh, it. No. When, no, I want to, okay. <laughs> I know it's a long, I'm not going to get going soon, but like. Um, when's the last time you were angry? Like freaking mm. pissed. Let me, let's just say it out loud really quick and we'll. Like really pissed though. Like really like. Ugh. I think it was probably like a couple of weeks ago. The kids did something in the backyard. Like just the whole backyard went to shit. And I, I literally just got done cleaning it up. And okay. I just got done telling them to to don't do those things okay. in a calm manner, in a loving way. Mm-hmm. And so my frustration was like, you just don't listen to me and you right. don't give a fuck. I mean, right. I don't say the, the yeah. F word to them yet. Okay. So so <laughs> here it is. Your fear is you don't listen to me. Yeah. How did you react you yell at him? Yeah, I yelled at him. Okay. Because you're furious. You don't listen to me. You don't respect me. Well, I have to yell because you don't hear me when I talk normal. Right. So that's that was my So imagine this. Reasoning. Yeah. It's your, you know. Wait, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so you're furious. They don't listen to you. They don't respect you. They don't like like appreciate what you did. Like, what? What's wrong with you kids? Blah, blah, blah. And you're like, ah. Mm-hmm. 
what you don't want to have happen is just happen times 10. The second you lose your mm-hmm. shit and start mm-hmm. talking that way. Because now they don't respect you. Mom's yelling at us. She's freaking crazy. She's controlling me. She's, I got to drop pins. I got to send pictures. She doesn't want me out here. Like. Oh, shit. Right? Oh, yeah. Ooh. You just did what the I jealous did. guy does. I did. To your own mm-hmm. children. Mm-hmm. Those sweet little babies. Mm-hmm. And now they don't respect you. Now they think their mom's crazy. And if you keep doing it, they're always going to love you. That doesn't mean they have to like you. <laughs> and so. If you want them to respect you and you want them to love you, and which they do, but if you want them to respect you and appreciate you and do all that, take your deep breath. You see that yard and you're like, fuck. Goes back to this. I love you. I want you to respect me. What's my fear? My fear is they don't freaking respect. You're like, listen, take your deep breath and be like, what am I afraid of right now? I'm going to show confidence patience respect love hey kids come here now listen now you guys understand i just clean this whole back out backyard up because i want you guys to have a fun place to play so let's continue to have that for our friends and family and neighbors and people are coming over so we're, we're gonna do this let's just take the next 10 minutes i want you guys to help me clean up okay i know you're little but you're gonna do it because you messed it up you gotta do it these are you know you guys gotta clean up after yourselves so I'm going to be inside and I'm going to get some popsicles and ice cream and stuff for you guys when you're done, but it's got to look good. So I'm going to come out and do inspection. So let's try that. And it takes a little bit extra effort uh-huh. and it, but what this is doing uh-huh. is you're getting rid of your bricks. Yeah. You're dropping them off, pushing them off the ledge because my kids are going to grow up loving me. They're going to grow up respecting me. They're going to grow up like my mom never yelled at me. And right now they're still so little. And I've, I've gotten my moments of like <laughs> with my kids. Mm-hmm. Um, but I learned to overcome that. And I will tell you this, one of the greatest things for me as a father is to be able to look at my kids and be like, have you ever heard of me yell? And to have them say no, like, I'll just say I've come a long way because it is not how I was raised. And, uh, that's why I teach this because really just teaching myself It's my look in the mirror and be like, I do have love over fear I am trying to be the best I can I'm striving to be the best I can and uh, for those of you out there that have these moments of frustration jealousy, rage freaking let go of your fear mm-hmm. by replacing with love and asking yourself the question take a deep breath breathe in good air out, in bad air out Yeah. what am I afraid of think about it and then react accordingly I love it. Let your voice drop off at the end of each sentence. Breathe in between sentences and your life will change. Amen. In the name of Jesus Christ, amen. Yeah, <laughs> it's Peace so, out. It's so funny. Whenever I like, I close ceremonies, like when I, cause I just got into holding my, you know, release and connect uh, ceremonies. Yeah. And after I'm done, like giving my little spiel and like opening them and closing them, I want to say in the name of Jesus Christ, amen. Cause I'm so used to that because I'm like, you know, my whole life in church is so yeah. funny. Um, but thank you, Brandon. Yeah. I, I know that you got to get going yeah. and <laughs> I, lo- you know, I love it that I had all these questions written out for you. And I love that. I think we maybe touch base on one and, but that's, that's how I love these podcasts, these talks to go. Yeah, I love just going with the flow, whatever needs to get out. I'm, mm-hmm. I'm very um, aware of things will just come out that need to be said. Yeah. 
and I really believe strongly today that there was a lot of that today. Yeah, and I, and I would say, uh, I appreciate that. Thank you very much. Um, I'm really sincerely grateful I met you. And I can tell now why, why you left and why you're stronger now than you've ever been before. Thank I you. believe in you. I trust you. I support you. And it's why I made a donation. And it's why I encourage others to do it. And for those of you that are listening, I really do want to encourage you to, to reach out and support her. Like she is doing this all on her own, just as all of you are doing it on your own. But, you know, there's people in the corner that are sitting there begging for change, begging for this and that. But you're inspiring to change people's lives, Becca. And I freaking trust you and believe you so much. And I hear you. Thank you. I hear you. A lot. Like, keep doing your thing. Making it work. And uh, keep inspiring and blessing people's lives. Like, you're such a good woman. Like, I, really. I appreciate that so much. Yeah. Well, you've inspired me, honestly. And it's... I would say there are sometimes we get caught up in our own head. I would say for myself, it's like like self-made millionaire. Don't have to work another day in my life. I own a bunch of companies, do all this stuff. I was actually supposed to go on a helicopter today up to Idaho to this motocross company that I that I'm a partner in and I invested in. And last night, my buddy called me. He's like, hey, we're going to be down in the heli at this time and fly up to the thing, and we're going to land and, you know, do the song and dance, this cool shit we do. And I felt inspired to not go. And I, because I wanted to be here. Wow. Thank you. And so I know it sounds weird, but, like, yeah, I skipped jumping on a helicopter. Yeah, I don't know this. if I'd skip a helicopter ride. <laughs> we'll get you up there. We'll do the next podcast. And shit. The, and the, <laughs> pilot seat <laughs> that's awesome but um but i say because like most people's lives are right here i'm right here in terms of like my energy level and mm -hmm. so are you mm -hmm. so are a lot of listeners when i come here i'm bored when people come here they're excited and ah! yeah but every once in a while i think it's good to just chill a little bit connect reset because when i'm up here too long like i go and i'm down here now and like way too low and so I felt like I needed to be here with you, with all of you, and connect and do the thing. And if we just bless and change one person's life today, mission accomplished. This well, is brought to you by Becca Hayes. <laughs> <laughs> well, thank you so much, yeah. Brandon. Hey, and I, I want to tell you this. I, I love me when I'm around you. I thank really you. do. And I just thank you for dropping your bricks. Thank you for doing your thing and just being the best version of you because um, it allows me to be the best version of me. And um, I love you a lot. And I'm really grateful to meet you. Thank you, Brandon. I You're appreciate welcome. that. You're welcome.